It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters, and I did the math on this one. This is our 52nd pack therapy session of the season. 52. Not sure what to say here, Leah. You know, as I looked over um, the scores for the last few games, it's starting to sound like Wimbledon tennis. Like it's five one, five one, six two, six one. Like there, this is bad. This is bad. Six one, last game against Vegas. Six two. It's just they can't. They just keep losing by five or more goals. They're not close games. There's no offense, and I'm just not having a good time. I'm well, not having here, a good time. You know what, Leah? To put it in perspective, it's still a team that is completely decimated with injuries and yes. just trying to limp through for these last nine games. We just have to get through them. You've got a, a minor league roster. You have two college kids who have never played in a game, and they're, they're eating big minutes tonight. It, Again, I don't think it was one of Vimalka's um, top performances of the year again. And unfortunately, this is probably going to be a lot of what we see down the last two weeks. Which it's just unfortunate because this was one of those games on the schedule, the remaining schedule, where I thought the Coyotes had a chance to win. And I really felt that in the Coyotes were got a goal a minute 13 into this game and I had that feeling of okay this like this is it this is the one they're finally going to get and you get out of the first period and it's tied 1-1 the shots are even and I thought okay it's they have a chance and then the second period came along and they were outshot 17 to 6 and it just looked bad and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And that's where it fell apart. It's the second period of collapse, which Classic. we've seen before. The one good thing, though, on that that first period, you even look at that first goal, Boyd, Boyd, Schmaltz, and Richie as a line tonight. I mean, coincidentally, they're, they're the line that has all three NHL <laughs> players on it. Happens to be a, the line that looks the best. So it's not a huge <laughs> surprise. Um, but when they were on the ice, the, the things happened. I mean, they, they had opportunities. All three of those guys had opportunities. Nick Ritchie, I tell you what, in front of the net, when he camps in front of the net, things happen. Goalie can't see. He's getting rebounds. He's getting tips. Or he just makes more room for the other two guys on the ice. So, Which is exactly and, what happened on exactly. all the plays. 
for and that even line. talking about more room, even for, at the end of the game where Richie's going, hey, okay, you're pushing around some of our guys a little bit. I'm going to get involved here. He can do that too. So I, I tell you what, what a great fit Nick Richie has been um, coming over from Toronto. A guy that we weren't even convinced was going to be able to play because he'd been playing in the minors. But now I tell you, he's physical. He gets to the net. He's got an offensive upside. He can distribute the puck. He can get in on the forecheck. He does a lot of little things right. And he's helping guys around him. So it, it is good to see Nick Richie playing that well. And, and I thought Schmaltz, uh, you know, it's the best he's looked in since Keller went down. I thought this is the best game he's had. Yeah. Um, but but we're having a hard time finding bright spots again today where, where we look at, hey, this guy was good. This guy was good. It, it was hard. It was really yeah. hard today to find that. Nicholas said, were there more hit posts or PD size tonight? <laughs> what happened to when the post was our DraftKings king of the game that one time? And then... And then now they're the, the Coyotes hit the post three times. I think it was um, just it, there's brutal. the reality is Leah. The team is going to struggle to find offense. The second Clayton Keller went down for the remainder of the season, we knew offense was going to be hard to find, and we had hoped people would step up. I was, I was hoping this was going to be the opportunity that Phil Kessel goes, "Okay, I've got to get some. I've got to do something. I've got to carry this team on my back a little bit and get a goal." And then he he cannot buy one. Can't get a goal. He, he can't literally can't. He hit the post. He looked shocked that he hit the post. And he, I think, he only has one goal in his last 26 games. And we talked about this, I think, on the last post game show. He only needs two more to hit 400 career goals. But at this rate, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, he, he needed. He needs he, he needs two goals. Like you, you think, okay, he's a goal scorer. He needs two goals. He he just one goal in twenty six games is surprising for me for Phil Kessel's offensive output for a team that really desperately desperately needs offense. And I, I know it was an opportunity for these two new kids to play for Smith and McBain to get on the ice, and and you know we'll talk more about them as this goes on. But the reality is they were they were both playing college hockey a week ago. I mean. McBain, okay, two weeks ago, but uh, Smith was Smith, in a college like game on Saturday. Yeah. On Saturday, so now you're trying to play in the National Hockey League. Like, so let's temper our expectations of these kids right out of the gate. They're going to be fine. I mean, uh, for their first game, I thought they fit in. I thought they skated well. I thought McBain got to the net. I think he's a big body that hung around the net. Um, I thought he Smith had time on skate. the and McBain also got time on the penalty kill, so they really threw him right in there. This guy's got a lot of ice time. Both of them did. And, and yeah. you know, they're thrown into the fire. And I thought Smith skated well. I think there's a, he, he plays a 200-foot game, and it showed. I, I don't think clearly this is the best you're going to expect to see no. these guys. So Smith, what did Smith – he he flew in and got here at midnight on yeah, Sunday? He got, yeah, midnight Sunday, press conference yesterday, right in the yeah. game today. So yeah, so let's. I, I still say, and I'll say, I said this yesterday during the Josh Doan. Um, I don't know, it's not a press conference, whatever the Josh Doan show, the NLI, NLI, NIL, NIL, <laughs> NIL announcement. But I said it then both of these guys are going to get goals if they stay in the lineup, they're both going to score. I mean, Bain is around it, like he's around the net, I can just feel it. And and the way Smith skates and gets onto pucks they're both going to score in these last nine games they're going to have every opportunity to do so and maybe that's where some of this offense can come from let's keep our fingers crossed because i like them i think they're good players and yeah can you look to what this whole point of all of this messy season has been and you look at michelli and jj Mosier was back tonight 
And again, not maybe not his best game, but he hasn't played for a long time. And we talked about Dylan Gunther. We talked about the draft picks. This is going to be a fun, fast hockey team to watch. Just not these last nine. Just games. not these last nine games at all. And you mentioned Mosier. He last played March fifteenth. He missed twelve games, so that's a long stretch of time um, for a player to miss. So hopefully, he finds his stride in these last nine. Can kind of have the performance that we saw from him. Um, when he first stepped into the lineup because he was really great. Um, a lot more to get into from tonight's game, but let's just start with tonight by the numbers. Not great if you think about 38 shots on goal and six goals on those 38 shots. Um, I felt like, and you can see from these numbers, New Jersey and Arizona, tons of penalties. Um, luckily, the Coyotes were five for five on their penalty kill um, one for four on the power play. So you have to acknowledge that the Schmaltz goal was a power play goal. So there are some bright things here, um, but you know, the not so bright is the 38 to 21 shots and the six goals to two goals. You know, that's the bottom line. <laughs> yeah. And there were times though, Leo, where the, the shots were even like, I felt like it was even for even into the second period, a little bit, it was even, it was even dead, even after one and you go, okay, we're, we're kind of in this game. And then it, the ice got lopsided again, and it was turnovers and the inability to, to break out of their own zone. Um, you know, defensemen are turning the puck over. The goalie turns the puck over. They couldn't get out of the zone. If you can't get out of the zone, you're going to give up more shots. And I think that's just the tide got turned in the second period. Um, they, they just lost to a better team. And, and, and we look at the New Jersey Devils where they fit in the standings. They're not a team going to the playoffs. But they still have some really talented hockey players. They're a fast team with really young skill. They're a better hockey team than the Coyotes are when they're decimated with all the injuries that they had. So this is not a surprising outcome. There are some things you'd like to see be better. You'd like to see the defending be better. You'd like to see the read of the rush be better. You'd like to see your goaltender be a little bit better. There were, so if you get those three things into the mix, it's no longer 6-2. to two. Maybe it's 4-2. Maybe it's three, two and run the edge of our seats with a pulled goalie. And that's what we were getting in that middle stretch. We knew we were losing, but we were like, oh shit, this is exciting. We got a pulled goalie. We got a chance. That's what we want. We want to see that this last nine games. I understand the losses. Totally get it. Let's see them be competitive through these nine games. And unfortunately, it's going to be hard. They have some really, really, really hard games coming up. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's some mixed feelings in the chat, I think. A lot of people are agreeing that it's like it, we're not saying that we want to see the team win necessarily. Um, this is good for the tank, but for morale and for getting through these la this last stretch and for entertainment value, it's just been really, really hard. So I guess it ended up being OK because Seattle did blow a 3-1 lead tonight and ended up losing to Calgary 5-3, which if they had won and the Coyotes had lost, it would have created a bigger gap. Both lost, so the gap stayed the same. Um, but so, uh, yes, good for the tank, but just yeah, like Karen said, it's hard you want to be competitive, and we've yeah. been trying to say that since this kind of feels unfortunately like the season has ebbed and flowed, and it's it, the beginning of the season was horrific, and it was painful, and it was it was eight one seven two. That's what the beginning was like. Then you go, okay, you know what changed? Scott Wedgwood. Yeah, Scott Wedgwood came in, saved the day, got rid of the 11 game losing streak, was lights out. He pushed Vamelka. Vamelka gets better. The two of them in tandem were hot and their numbers were great during the middle of the season. 
Wedgwood tonight, 24 save shutout against the Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> for the Dallas Stars. He is kicking exactly the, the same. Tail of two goalies. Um, since he has left, I don't know. Vegemelka's numbers have not been solid. And, and if you've got a team that can't score, can't defend, can't read the rush, and you're not getting amazing goal time, and I'm not saying bad. I mean, he needs to be a way above average for this team to be in these games. He needs to be the 44, 46, 48 save Vemelka for this team to be in games. And that's not what's happening right now. So nine, is that where we're at, Leah? Nine? Is nine, it nine to go. Nine to go. Any th- I want to I want to get out all the negative stuff because there is yeah, some positive I, I, stuff. But okay. is there anything else that we need to like unload right now that we want to get out? No, I, I just I, I'm frustrated by watching the mistakes. I, I can I'm okay with Michelle and Mosier and Smith and McBain making mistakes all in. But when when you see players that are more established players, Galchunyuk, Kessel, Strawman, when those guys are the guys making mistakes, then you get frustrated. Like, let's simplify our game. Let's beat the puck off the glass out between the blue lines, live another day, and let's defend some more. I don't think this de- team has defended well enough from day one, the entire season. I don't yeah, think they've been defended saying that very well. They don't long. defend the net front. And when you go back and look at tonight's game, look how many goals were scored within three feet of Vimelka. I don't know, four? Four of the six? You're not defending well in front of your net, and, and that has to improve. It doesn't have to improve today, tomorrow, next week, but it sure as hell better improve over the summer because next fall, if this starts to be the trend again, oh, boy, it's going to make for another long year, and that's tough. We're okay. The tankathon full effect. Ping-pong balls are coming in, in weeks now. We're close to, to the – we're talking about the race for right or the you know staying cool for coolie, whatever it is. <laughs> we're there. And we're all about it, but let's let's have a competitive game here with with so few left inside Gila River. Let's have some really competitive games so we can stand up and cheer again before yeah. they shut down this building. Yep. How about also two of the New Jersey Devil goals tonight? First NHL goals for two different players, including Ball, who was was a, a Coyote draft Coyote pick. draft pick who was traded to New Jersey as part of the Taylor Hall deal. Yeah, so that was an interesting one. He gets his first NHL goal in Arizona tonight. So just funny how things work out like that. Do you see Chris's comment? Which one? The one right up right now. Oh, what kind of energy do you think the crowd will have for the final home game at Gila River Arena? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I hope we will see because we will be. We there. actually will see. We we will see, hand. and you can see too. But I don't want to get to that yet. Wait but stay okay. tuned on the show because we have Chris. Hold that thought. Really exciting information about that last game that involves us being there, and all hopefully all of you too. So more to come yes. on that. One more negative thing, and then we'll talk about some good things from this game. Barrett Hayton blocked a shot, looked like with his wrist, immediately went to the hand or wrist, immediately went to the locker room, looked like he was in some pain. We'll get an update from Craig, hopefully, um, when Craig joins us. But man, oh man, oh man. Again. 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 Not just again in the sense of another Coyotes player. Again for Barrett Hayton. And again, again, how many times can I say again? But I think we also just talked about Hayton at least having some luck a lack of injury and then tonight happens i really hope it's nothing serious but oof. 
Yeah, and then we've been saying that about Heaton as his career always gets ramped up and he starts to be an offensive threat and he starts to be involved and he starts to look like, oh my God, he's going to break out again. It's hurt again. And it's happened three times in the last two years. Let's hope this is nothing and they're just keeping him out for the last eight minutes of the game, just precautionary. Hopefully Craig has an update, um, but they got to get right back up and go get on a plane now, don't they? Yeah, tomorrow, um, flying to Vancouver for Thursday's game. And yeah, crossing the border. So um, just brutal. So that was a bummer. But let's move on to a few positives, which we've already talked about some of them. Um, The Boyd and Schmaltz and Richie line looked really great. Boyd scored his 14th of the season from Schmaltz. And then Schmaltz had that power play goal. And that goal was his 52nd point of the season, which tied his career high nine games to go. You have to imagine he'll hopefully surpass his point total um, career high. So that's a positive taken out of this season. A lot of Coyotes players actually this season achieving personal bests, even in the circumstances. So again, just thinking about the future and bearing down for that. Those are signs of good. Yeah, things. and you know what, Schmaltz needs to be an offensive leader down this last nine games. He's he's going to have to take the team on his back. And I thought that line tonight. I said it early to to kick it off, but I think that line is going to have to carry the offensive load down the stretch. And it, they've got Vancouver coming up. You've got Chicago coming up. There are still a few potential wins on the final schedule. So to do that, you're going to have to score goals, and it's going to have to be that line. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe. A couple of kids break out and have a have a offensive outburst, which would be great. Michelli, yeah. let's see Michelli get another one or Smith. Yeah, and Michelli, it was good for him to get a point tonight because he had been held off the score sheet for a few games there. So good for him to hopefully find his mojo because I can't imagine him going anywhere. Going season, we'll see what happens next season. But um, good to see him back on the score sheet. But while we're on the topic of Schmaltz. Let's go ahead and crown him our draft kings, king of the game, one goal, one assist, and like I said, 52nd point of the season, which ties his career high. And not only that, had some good looks. Um, he really wanted to give one to Richie. Richie was in front of the goalie all night. Um, Spaltz was firing away. So not only was did he get a goal and an assist, but he had some good chances too. So Nick Schmaltz, tonight's draft kings, king of the game. What do you think of that crown placement? I think it's great. It's very, very parallel. Very, <laughs> it's not off-centered. Did you know, and I know this is digressing and getting way off the subject, but earlier in the year we had talked about my dentist and he was. Oh my God, this is hilarious. And so he never could find it. He couldn't find it. So he went back and I finally went and saw my dentist again. And I told him where he could find it. He saw it on YouTube and he said, oh my gosh, those people were really harsh. They're in the comments talking about the crown placement. <laughs> and I'm going, buddy, we're talking about you. They're, like, <laughs> they're so hypercritical of my dentist's crown placement. He was His feelings were legit hurt. And I said, oh, no, 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 <laughs> Anyway, the crown placement oh has gosh. become a very big deal at PHNX and I'll give it to Sean. That was an elite crown placement. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you heard it. He's Can we talk about Sean's below. hometown team for one second? Or is sure. that too far off the topic? I mean, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? HK. <laughs> HK. How about those Buffalo Sabres? That's a third straight win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs are trying to win a Stanley Cup. And guess who isn't? <laughs> the Buffalo Sabres. The Buffalo Sabres. And I, was that in Toronto? I don't it even know. It was. 
Oh God! And Austin Matthews did not score, and he's been on a heater. So five to two in friggin' Toronto. Uh-oh. Unreal. So what are they gonna do? They're gonna they're gonna open up with the Tampa Bay Lightning. We we'll huh? talk more about this on our around the NHL audio episode that we'll I'm have sorry. out tomorrow. No, you're totally fine. But just the playoff race is just turning really interesting. And while the East teams have been set for a while, the order that they're going to shake out has been all over the map. So, all over the place. <laughs> Sean in the comments said, I'm elite. Heard it here first. Okay, Sean, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> yeah, that'll be cut. And that'll be on socials tomorrow. I guarantee it. What do you think? Probably. Sabres best team on the Great Lakes. As of late, no, the Leafs until tonight were on a heater. So, yeah, and they're still, that. I think, be a little bit before you call them the the best team in the Great Lakes. Got a ways to go yet for the Sabres. Yes. But anyway, back to the game. Um, Craig actually has sent us some video um, of the post game press conferences with Nathan Smith and Jack McBain. Which one do you want to watch first, Petey? I would like to see Smith first, Nathan Smith. All Most right. So let's just got out of college 48 hours ago. So let's hear from Nathan Smith after tonight's game. Just how did it feel out there, first of all? Just what did you try to accomplish tonight? Uh, well, first off, it felt pretty good. Um, I mean, it's my first NHL game, so I was a little bit nervous going into it. But uh, once I got out there for warm ups and got my first couple of shifts under my belt, I uh, started to feel a little bit better. So I uh, just tried to keep it simple and, you know, play hard defensively and, um, you know, see uh, the best outcome was how how difficult it is to step into that situation you don't know systems you don't know a lot about the personnel how difficult is it to just adjust to that situation yeah it's a little bit hard to come into um the coaches did a good job kind of uh showing me the structures of everything and uh, i just tried to you know retain as much as i possibly could and uh utilize it in the game and um you know i thought i did an okay job of that i can do a lot better though <laughs> Uh, last thing for me, when, when we talked yesterday, you, you talked about opportunity. It has to feel good to simply step on the ice and, and get this going, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I mean, it's the NHL, and I'm, I'm really glad I'm here in Arizona. I got my first game under me, so it felt really good out there. Thank you. So pretty much what you'd expect kind of took a few shifts for him to feel comfortable. but And, and I also like that he said, you know, like it was, it was hard – hard he was happy but he could do better so that's kind of what we're saying we didn't expect fireworks from smith or mcbain tonight but pd you're muted <laughs> pd <laughs> i know i've done this this is not my first show <laughs> and i had to do it because the dog just went by so i had to mute the goddamn mic so i had some really good takes on smith you would have heard them but <laughs> no, but I just said as a fan, you want the kid to get out there and get a hat trick. Of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do. You want him to have a first game like Austin Matthews did, four goals. Yes. He had four, I think, his first one. But that's I said anyway. four. I know. It's, I know. I'm just saying oh. that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's Smith hat trick. But but again, like I didn't sleep well last night, and I'm not doing a great job on this show. He didn't <laughs> sleep Sunday or Monday. What the hell do you want him to do? Yeah. He he played for a college team 48 hours ago. That's I. It's incredibly impressive that you can just get on the ice and com- complete a game, and be competitive. Um, it, you don't know the systems. You don't know your line mates. You don't even know everybody's name in the locker room yet. So, I, I'm glad he's got that under his belt now. And now let's see over the next nine games. Let's see what he can be. Let's see if there's anything that we could 
is there something we can grab onto um, getting ready for next season? Dastardly dog. The dastardly dog. It was the dog's fault. Yeah. <laughs> it, was. it really was. Do we have um, McBain too? Yeah. So so Craig is here, but before we bring in Craig, who sent us this video, let's hear from Jack McBain. Yeah, I just wanted to ask first off how it felt to actually get your feet wet in the NHL. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously it's a dream come true there and um, unfortunate result, but, um, you know, a game I'll remember for sure, but. No, it was fun. It was fun. Good. So hopefully build on it. I asked Nathan the same thing, but how difficult is it to step into that situation? You don't really know personnel. You don't know systems. You don't know a lot about the environment you're in. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's uh, different for us coming from uh, from college, but, um, you know, the guys and the coaching staff have been great making that adjustment for us. Uh, pretty simple. So, um, you know, you just try to go out there and do what you can, play your game. Um, everything else will come. How are you feeling, by the way? I know you had to do some rehab and get yourself back in shape here. Yeah, um, like I said, staff has been great. Um, you know, they got me back even <coughs> even quicker than I thought I could. So, um, you know, we've been working hard on rehab and all the off-site stuff. So, um, you know, I came here to kind of not knowing uh, when I was going to make that uh, first game. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad it was, uh, it was tonight and I'm glad they were able to do such a great job. Last question from me. Did you have anyone here, family, friends, etc., watching this game? This was a bit of a surprise to us. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a surprise. Um, you know, unfortunately, just because of how uh, last minute it was, they, uh, they couldn't make it out. But, um, you know, family's coming out uh, next week here. I uh, look forward to seeing them. I know they're watching and following along. So, Thanks, Jay. Craig, I have to say that might be your best camera work yet. Oh, that's it's a big improvement, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Did you bring one of those steady cam things or do you have a tripod? No, no, no. Just uh, laid off the caffeine before I went in the uh, interview room tonight, so I wasn't shaking like I normally am. Well, it was noticeable, Craig. You could tell. <laughs> well, sticking on the McBain and Smith, just because we just saw their postgame pressures, Craig, what are your overall thoughts on those two tonight? I, I mean, listen, it's the first game in the NHL. You don't know systems. You don't know personnel. Brand new environment. It's 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 a whirlwind for these guys. I mean, I saw some things. You could At times, you could see Nathan Smith's skill. Andre talked about him being good in the circle. I saw there was one power play where he was down on the half wall where I could see that he he's comfortable in that situation, um, you know, has good instincts on the half wall on the power play. But again, First game, I, I didn't expect to see much from them. I, you know, I, I don't think either guy hurt them tonight. And I saw glimpses. Jack McBain sure is a big kid. And and as advertised, he does get up and down the ice pretty well. So with his size, as he develops physically, that could be an asset in the middle of the ice. Well, yeah, we I saw. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. No, please. no. I just thought I thought you. He, he he's going to get a goal around the net. I'm telling you, he the way he gets to the net and is with that big body, he is going to get a goal in front of the net within three feet of the blue paint before the season is over. Yeah. Well, we hope to see it. It was cool because both of those guys got to make their NHL debuts tonight. You heard him say that it was actually so sudden that his family didn't even have a chance to come out McBain that is but with those two making their NHL debuts tonight the Arizona Coyotes have was it set or tied a franchise record it was set they've right? set Craig? it now yeah they've set yeah. it for, the, for Arizona yeah yes yeah, so for the Arizona Coyotes it's a franchise record for players making their NHL debuts in a season here's the list 
Karel Bamelka, Dyson Mayo, Cam Deneen, Ben McCartney, JJ Moser, Michael Carcone, Vladislav Kolyachanak, Matias Michelli, Nathan Smith, and Jack McBain. Whew. All of those guys have made their NHL debuts this season. Absolutely unbelievable. Have you guys, I mean, obviously not with this team since it's a record, but can you remember ever getting this close in a season? Uh, I think it was 16-17 when they had nine, and I was, of course, here for that, so it was PD. So it came close, but they may have another one. I mean, Boko may make his NHL debut for the team later this season, so they may just keep going. I think the franchise record for, for the Winnipeg Coyotes franchise is the year that uh, Winnipeg moved over from the WHA, so it's not even fair. Like, pretty much yeah, everyone's making count. their... Yeah, that's 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 the record, which is just silly. They should throw it was that 22. out the window, but... Yes, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah, but they were in a different league. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's the What's the NHL record? Do you guys know? I don't know offhand. No, I could I could ask actually, but I I don't know. I'd be curious. I'd just be curious out of. And it might. Craig's right. It might not be done. There's still nine games to go. And was there another injury tonight, Craig? Uh, Not that I'm Barrett Hayton. Not yeah, we didn't get we didn't get a report, and you rarely do right after games. Yeah, they they you know he's got to go talk to the trainer. So yeah, just what they need right to have another guy go out of the lineup. But and and a guy like Hayden, who's gonna be one of the guys you're looking to for offense on this team that has not been producing much offense at all in the last few games. Right. So it's yeah. been brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has. By the way, shout out to Sean DePaz for that graphic. I didn't. I didn't Sean. know you could fit ten names on on a graphic there. That was yeah, pretty sweet. Sean like does a lot. Most of the graphics at PHNX, he's awesome. So I would say, of like most of the graphics you all see come out of PHNX at Sean. Yeah, and, are, and in case you've missed all of our other shows, he's also the fastest. He's also win Hunger Games. He's also the best dressed. So just in ah. case you missed it, he's also everything. Else and yeah, but Not those are all graphics. in his own mind. <laughs> didn't say where they came from, Craig. I just said that they've been thrown off. And and Sean will be hosting the show for the next three post game shows. Yes, he will. Because Sean DP, I will be traveling to the losers of the Buffalo Sabers games, and I'll be traveling to Toronto. Wow. This week, and I'll be. So there Sean has taken over the reins. So Sean will be hosting the show. So just add that to his repertoire of things he does at this company <laughs> there we go i'm all i'm all in man craig any notes from this game other than just you know, another one to sit through <laughs> i was watching a lot of the games it was an interesting night in the nhl and i was watching that seattle game when they went to the third period with a 3-1 lead in calgary i was thinking oh my god if the coyotes lose this and seattle wins seattle's gone they can't catch them of course calgary came back with yep. four goals of in the course. first period but all the other they, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow on our podcast and around the NHL podcast, but Nashville won, LA won, Dallas won. Scott Wedgwood had a shutout against the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. And Vegas lost in overtime in Vancouver. Vegas is in real trouble, guys. Yeah, real trouble of missing the playoffs. I was frustrated with that one, Craig, because that's the one I was watching. It was 4-2, and it yep. was 4-2 late. And they actually pulled the goalie, and they, they tied it with under a minute to go, and they did get a point out of it, but I tell you what, it, wouldn't it be interesting if the, the the team that spoils their return to the playoffs for another season would be the Arizona Coyotes in that last <laughs> week? Can it happen? Can the Coyotes That'd come up and unreal. beat the Vegas Golden Knights? I mean, if they you're in this, time. 
you're in this position of like there's not you're eliminated from the playoffs. So I think some teams do get enjoyment out of playing spoiler and having going after those individual efforts. So you never know, but the rate it's going, I don't know, Um, but but we'll see. There was a lot of questions earlier in the comments section about the Coyotes wearing the howling head tonight. And is this the last night we see the howling head? Yeah, this is it. This was the last night. Well, I don't know if they're going to carry it over. You never know. Yeah, I mean, but for the season, it was. Yes, this is it for the season. And, and Isaiah I think they ended up one six in one with the Howling Head. Oh this God! Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. So, so, so to answer yeah. Isaiah's question, the Kachina is the primary logo going forward, and the Howling Head obviously was not that good for them this season. But they're back to the retros next year. We just don't know what that retro means. Like the league is going back to the reverse retros. We just don't. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the purple. Like bring it back. Like, yes, to me, you know what you do. In, in my opinion, you know what you do for your retro next year if you have if you have license to do it, you somehow incorporate ASU into that retro. Ooh! Wow! Look at Just you say. with the marketing. I'm telling you, Greg has all these ideas <laughs> for the league. <laughs> yeah, the league. He's got yeah. Batman's job now. He's got director yeah. of marketing job for so, the Coyotes. All these league. ideas, I either get ignored or I don't make any money off of my marketing <laughs> ideas. So, so that's the so way all these ideas go. You stop saying them publicly <laughs> and you need to sell them. <laughs> and I there just want to re- correct myself because I said they played Vegas again. They do not play Vegas yep. again. I don't know why I thought they did. I apologize. I was wrong again. <laughs> the, it's okay. The wrong call. Put that in the, in the notes. Another thing I forgot to mention about this game was the fact that when the Coyotes did score and they were kind of still in it, New Jersey scored 38 seconds later and then 22 seconds after that. And this is a thing that we have seen again and again and again with this Coyotes team this season. It's unbelievable. Yep. It, it, we, we have those numbers up earlier in the year and they did it again and they did it again twice. And then that's when it slipped away again. That's when the second period fell apart. Yep. And again, did it to themselves with turnovers and poor defending. And then that's where you just want to see that 3-2 empty net goal. And even if they lose 3-2, 4-2, we're fine. We're good. But keep it close. Be competitive. Please, these last nine games. Give us something to root for, especially yes. the 29th. Man, the, the goals that they're giving up lately, the amount of goals. I, I tweeted that number. I, my God, they're giving up five, six goals a game now. You're You're just not going to win ever in the NHL like that. It's brutal. And Craig, you mentioned that it was a really interesting night around the NHL. It was also a really exciting night in the NBA with the play-in games going on. And the NBA playoffs are coming up, and it means next-level basketball. So get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. And we'll see who the Phoenix Suns are going to end up playing. The PHNX Suns show has been previewing all the possible matchups all week. So, exciting for them. I was producing their show today thinking sitting there thinking oh wow previewing a playoff matchup maybe one day um, so be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use the promo code PHNX bet five dollars on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly that's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA 
That's 21 and over Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. Well, can we talk about that tomorrow, Leah? Can we talk about the, what would that look like if the NHL had the play-in games from That could seven, be eight, interesting nine, to talk about. I had this in my uh, neutral zone a little while ago. I'm all in favor of it. I, I want to see the play-in games come back. I don't know if I want a single game. I, I kind of like maybe a two or three, but I'd love so, to see that happen again. So, and and just we could deep into it. I just looking at the East that's been over since December. Fair? Yeah. It's been yeah. close, right? So under the NBA rules, Columbus would be in. They hmm. would play Boston, 21 points behind Boston, 21 points, 21 points behind Boston. And you're going to give it one game. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. I don't, in the East, this this the East is a bad argument for wanting the play in round this year. But the West, eh, mm-hmm. West's a pretty good. The argument. West, you missed by one or two points, and then you're competing. Yeah, okay, but you missed by twenty one points, and that's just now. It's going to be worse than that by the time it's done because Boston's hot. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like know. you should have that rule in place. Maybe uh, if there's a if there's a certain spread in the points in the you standing, can't get in. Yeah, no, you don't get in at that point. You got to earn it. There is another that's smart, Craig. That because it's smart, it'll never happen because exactly. that's exactly more, no, more smart ideas from Craig. If you're within 10 points, we'll have play-ins. If you're not within 10 points, beat it. Hit the golf course. Yep. Love it. Yep. Meanwhile, we're doing tankathon simulations over here, or at least I am, but I did one tonight and it was actually favorable to the Coyotes. Um, the Coyotes or the number one pick in my tankathon simulation, Detroit jumped up extremely and got number two, Montreal number three, Seattle number four. So that was my tonight's tankathon. I like to do those every Love once it. in a while just to see. So interesting. It's always nice to see Arizona at the top. Hopefully it's not still leading the league in plus minus again. Hard to believe yep. when you <laughs> gold differential 22 to five over your last four. It's not surprising you're getting smoked in the plus minus. They are getting God. smoked. Yeah, the Coyotes may never win the Heel River Arena again, honestly. Wow. Which is crazy to think about. And well, on we that We talked note, about the winnable games, right? Because, and mean, this was Black- one. <laughs> yeah, the Blackhawks are still here, but those other games, man, like it's it, it's what, what I'm trying to remember. Carolina. Carolina, Washington, St. Washington. Louis, Nashville. Whew. And they, they, with those things are four to play for. Yep. And and they're playing they're still playing for home ice advantage either for their division or I mean they they want to win. So yep. I mean I guess the 29th that last game maybe by then Nashville will have nothing to play for and they may be wanting to avoid injuries going into the playoffs. It's possible by then. Um but the other games they're going to need to win. So I don't know. 5 to go. We'll yes, see. we will see. Um sorry well, Leah, I interrupted you. No, you're good. I'm also just dying at whenever you're looking at your screen and like the face you make trying to read whatever it is. And no, I wish actually, that the audio listeners could see that because it really I'm actually typing something. I know. <laughs> I can see that too. <laughs> oh, man. Well, on the subject of Hilo River Arena, we're continuing our countdown of the top 10 Coyotes moments at Hilo River Arena. So let's go ahead and go over moment number six which happened on October 19th, 2013. Goalie Mike Smith launches a puck that enters the Detroit Red Wings empty net just ahead of the buzzer, 0.1 seconds to spare. 
for a 5-2 win. Smith became the 11th goalie to score in an NHL game and just the 6th goalie to get one stemming from an actual shot. This And his goal was the first goalie goal in franchise history. Do you guys remember this one? Oh, God, I remember that one. I wrote a whole story about it. By the way, find it on YouTube. We can't play it. We're not allowed to play it. <laughs> Thanks, but, NHL. But the, the call of that with Tyson and Matt is incredible. You should go listen to that because it's, that was an amazing moment. Goalie yeah, goals are so rare. You Pete, know, did you it, ever get it, get it, ever come close to a goalie goal when you played? <laughs> Buddy, I played with a straight stick, <laughs> 110 pounds. I couldn't get to the blue line, the other end of the ice. Are you out of your mind? Uh, <laughs> no, no. But since then, it's only happened once since then. Did you know that? Pecorini did it. So yep. now there's been added one more, but it's, it's it's unbelievably rare. And you'd think it would be more common one because they shoot better two because teams pull the goalie with five, six, seven minutes to go. So you'd think maybe the one thing that coaches always tell goalies is you can't take a shot at the net unless you're up by two. If you're only up by one and you miss and you hit, create an icing or God forbid you hit uh, an opposing player in front of you or at the blue line and you're out of position, so coaches always say that it'd be up by two. And so in this particular instance, the Coyotes were ahead of, of the Detroit Red Wings by two. Um, they had beaten Detroit a few weeks earlier that season f- um, 4-2 in Detroit. So this was kind of a big deal. They swept this, the series against Detroit on this win. Under a minute to go, it ended up being six seconds when Samuelson from Detroit dumps it in on net, hoping for a rebound. Whoops. And Mike Smith, who is still to this day, you, you can talk about who's the best puck handler of all time. Some people talk about Brodeur, Hextall, um, Marty Turco is one that gets in the, the conversation yep. too. Mike Smith, to me, handled the puck. He changed the way goalies played the puck and how they held their hands, the, the flipped over bottom catching glove. Nobody. And I'll... You can say what you want about how Mike Smith plays the position as a goaltender, but at handling a puck, there is nobody better. And the game plan when he was in net, the, Dave Tippett even enacted him as like a third defenseman. The break he he was our breakout guy. Defensemen go to the corners, don't even go for the puck. Let Mike Smith make the play. So when that puck hit the ice, you're going, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to hit that. And there's still, you look at the guys that were on the ice. Do you know who was on the ice for the Coyotes, Craig? I don't even remember. I do. Oh, we always on the ice. Derek Morris, who lives in the Valley. Antoine Vermette, who is a friend of the, I would say friend of the program, but he really isn't because we haven't (laughs) had him on yet, but we will. Rob Klinkhammer. Klink! Oh, yeah, you can see it in the picture. There it is. And Phil Kessel's first cousin. Which you can't see on there. <laughs> David Moss was on the yeah. ice. Phil wasn't. Yeah. They're first cousins? Yeah. They are first cousins. Wow. David Moss and Phil Kessel. There you go. Who knew the second that puck came in that he was going for it too? He was he was deliberate. It's like he was thinking about it because he well, the fired it thing immediately. It was a great shot too. He got was the clock. so much loft on it. Yeah. Just was the clock. Because you're watching the clock. Back. Six, five, four. Oh my god, they're gonna make it. Stands and by the way. We've been talking a lot about Glendale Arena. That's the whole point of the countdown. That's why you need to go watch the clip. Because the building was full. People were on their feet. And people were excited about this team, this building, and that win. So it kind of gave you chills if you go through it. So if, if you need to get a little trip down memory lane, Google it. 
So I got to, I got to share this because you talked about what coaches tell you, you better not get icing. Well, I like to play the puck when I was a goalie and I decided (laughs) I, I decided I was going to go for an empty net. Get out of here. Game. Yep, I did. And uh, I didn't take an icing because it didn't make it that far. I actually hit a player and we nearly got scored on. We ne- oh, I nearly no. gave up the game tying goal because it never Craig. made it out of the goal. Craig, no. Craig. <laughs> my coach looked at me like, <laughs> oh, my it looks good kill. It looks good kill. <laughs> never tried that again. Never again. Oh, no, Craig gosh. Morgan. Yep. That's hilarious. <laughs> we'll to, maybe we'll have to have a hockey school. You and I I'll have to go out there and roll it to go some well, fundamentals. Not the fundamental. <laughs> you just don't screw up, Craig. Maybe we can have Espo try it when he gets in goal and takes a, a slap shot. We can have him take a, a shot down the ice and see well, how he does. Take the shot first because he'll be dead after he takes the slap. <laughs> <Very true. laughs> wow. We were also thinking when he does do that, we're not going to let him have goalie equipment. We're going to like you know, um, like he used to do in street hockey, like pillows, oh God. pillows duct taped to your legs. Oh you know, like a makeshift no. kind of. Oh I used a puffy coat for. A winter puffy coat for my arms and oh chest. Oh my pad. gosh! Well, going back to Chris's comment a while ago, asking what we think the atmosphere is going to be like at the final game at Hilly River Arena, I'm not sure, but we can make it fun. And you know why we can make it fun? Because we are going to the final game at Hill River Arena. The official PHNX Coyotes takeover is happening. You can get on the party bus with not all of us, but probably one of us, but we'll be there. And this party bus ticket will get you a round trip bus there and back. So you don't have to get in your car and drive to Glendale anymore. It gets you tickets to the game. It gets you food and drinks on the Dos Equis deck, a meet and greet with Josh Doan, a drawing to ride the Zamboni, prize giveaways, complimentary Four Peaks beers, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Tickets for that are just $125 for everything that I just said. And Craig and PD and I will be there as well. So you can hang out with us. You can hang out with Josh and uh, the rest of the PHNX community as well. And if you don't want to do that, we have another opportunity for you. Josh Doan meet and greet for just $40. You get a shirt. You get a meet and greet with Josh. You get a photo op and an autograph, and that's happening at the Lola at Westgate at 6.30 p.m. So two awesome options for the final game of the Coyotes season, the final game at Hewlett River Arena, and we hope you will join us on the party bus um, for that final game. So it's going to be it's going to be a blast. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm all in. Ooh, great deal. 125 bucks for food and drink, a ticket to the game, a round trip ride to the game, beers, Food and drink at the game, a meet and greet with Josh. I think you also get a shirt. Like, yeah. come on down. Come on down. We you would know love... we won't be there, Craig. Because Craig we'll... has to go to the arena early and work. Yeah. But Craig will Thanks, stop guys. by. But Craig we will go. stop Leah, we're going gonna, to Ainsworth, aren't we? You got to go cry now, okay? I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I need to go home. <laughs> Leah, we got to go to the Ainsworth, don't we? Yeah, like, why not? So the and yeah. the bus picks up from the Ainsworth in downtown Phoenix, by the way. So that's where you the guys, pickup. You guys aren't on the party bus, are you? Well, oh, wow. there's a, there's some logistical problems with that, Craig, because we are doing a live show from Westgate at the NOLA right after the game. So we won't be on the bus and I'm not walking. So we're still figuring that out. I'm going to try and get a cameo. One of us. 
There'll be one. Try and I get mean, a cameo from Matt McConnell. Come on oh. with his bus tunes. I might be. Oh, Matt McConnell's <laughs> bus tunes. Bus tunes. Infamous yeah. bus tunes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of stories about those bus tunes, Craig. So Who knows what we'll hear? Yeah. Can't yep. talk about all. But I, I would like to be on the party bus. I'm going to shoot for being on the party bus. I'll park my car at Healer River early in the day and get on the party bus. We'll figure it out because so, I want to be there. And some you, more to come. You, you think I talk a lot about hockey when we're doing this? Wait till you put me in a seat at a game and fire a few beers at me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear my hot takes on hockey? It might be a good opportunity <laughs> to do that. Because I'll tell you what I really think. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Amazing. Yep. Well, Craig, yep. we can, we'll let you go <laughs> so oh, you can drive home. Nice of you. It's only 50 miles. It's only 50 miles. I mean, Petey, you can go too. I can wrap up the show by myself. (laughs) Whatever. I'm okay. I'm okay. (laughs) Five Five more games games. at Gila River Arena. Only nine more for the season. We're almost there. I can't wait. I know. It's absolutely unbelievable to think about. Um, Before we let you go, Craig, let's pull up the upcoming schedule, see what's coming up. Look at all those home games next week. There's only five more, and four of them are next week um, against some pretty rough teams. There's my street racers behind me. Uh, Carolina next Monday, Chicago Wednesday, Capitals Friday, Blue Saturday. It's going to be rough. And before then, they got this road trip in Canada, Vancouver, and Calgary. So no easy games on that upcoming schedule. Mm-hmm. No, but I hope, you know what, though, and, and you look at the, some of the games that are coming up, to close out the, the final games at Gila River. I hope people, you know, I know this team's probably not going to win these games, but you got Alexander Ovechkin coming in for his last stop at Gila River Arena. The St. Louis Blues are a playoff team. A lot of guys on that team have won a Stanley Cup. Um, same with Chicago, Kane and Taves. Still, this is their last time into Gila River. I hope people go, and I hope that the team provides us with some competitive games because there are some really good hockey players that are swinging through the Valley here in the next week and a half. Um, and unfortunately, you know, the team that the Coyotes are putting out there because of all the injuries, I don't know if they're going to win, but let's make it competitive and let's watch some really, really good hockey players play their last game at Healy River. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. But well, before Craig, I go, before I go here, guys, Barrett Hayton's okay. So just go. Oh, oh, good. Phew. See, there you go. Woo. Thanks, Craig. Craig, oh. bring it to you first. There you go. There it is. Live updates from Craig. Craig, enjoy your sixth to last late night drive home from Heel River Arena. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on our Around the NHL episode. Sounds good. See you guys. All right. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. All right. To wrap things up, be sure to become a member at gophnx.com so you can read all of Craig's stories. He published a story on Nathan Smith and his arrival to Arizona, which, by the way, there's quotes in there both from Smith and his agent talking about that the 5,000-seat arena was really no issue at all and it's not as big of an issue as people are making it out to seem, which is what we've been saying all along, but Craig has it written in his story and more. So be sure to become a member. Sign up for the year membership. Get a free shirt when you do. You can get the new Josh Doan shirt. Show that one, Sean. The new Josh Doan shirt in the PHNX locker. Josh Doan, if you missed it, signed an NIL with PHNX to become part of the All-City First Team for PHNX. So we're really excited to have him. Of course, we'll be at that event on April 29th. Um, so if you want to grab this shirt in the PHNX locker when you sign up for your mere, your membership or just head over to phnxlocker.com and get it at any 
time, you can do that as well. Um, get access to our members only discord. They also get information before everybody else. So the party bus link for tickets was sent to them first. So you want to be sure to become members and get all of that first as well. PD, any final thoughts? No, no, let's um, hopefully have a safe trip to Canada. And, and you know what? Vancouver's coming up a big emotional win against Vegas tonight. Could be a letdown. Maybe they play tough in that building. Let's see if we can have a competitive game there. Calgary's going to be tough. The second game on Saturday, that's going to be a really, really tough game. Calgary's a really, really good hockey team. And I'm concerned about that one. Um, so let's let's get through this healthy and let's get back to Gila River and let's um, let's do this building off in style. Let's get out of here with maybe a win or two. Yep, we're almost there. Nine games left. We've said it a thousand times on this post game show, but let's just pull up the punch card just to wow. see it with our own eyes. I Woo. swear, I didn't think we'd make it. I, I really didn't either. <laughs> that first show, I'm going. They're going to fire us. Like there's no <laughs> way they're going to let us do this the whole season. Are they? And Man. we're almost there. We are almost there. It's been fun, Leah. It's been. It has been. It has been. Like I said earlier, I'll be off the the next three post game shows. Sean and Petey and Craig will take it away while I'm visiting friends and family in Toronto. So, uh, but I will be on our around the NHL audio episode tomorrow. So be sure to follow, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review there as well, and give us a follow on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes. Tons of stuff on there as always. And please buy a ticket to the game for the party bus. It's in the PHNX locker right now. So head over to the PHX locker if you want to get to get on the party bus with us for that last game. I think it would be really special to send out Glendale in style. So it would be really fun to do it as a group and this community that we've built over, over these last seven months. So be a lot of fun. PD, hope you have a good night. We'll talk in the morning, everyone. We'll catch you on Around the NHL tomorrow on audio. And until next week for me live, but everyone else will be back Thursday night on PHNX Sports YouTube channel. We'll see everyone soon. Have a great rest of your week.